Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. Ashley Book Roberts is on assignment. Um, and by uh, on assignment, I mean she is uh, on the most important assignment, which is visiting her grandparents in Virginia. Um, and we talked a little bit about possibly doing this later um, or you know, figuring out another way to do this. But we decided pretty much going to have to wing it. And by wing it, meaning your boy Nick is taking care of it all today. That's right. This is a solo recap. I'm flying Han Solo, y'all. Uh, a lot of you blowhards, uh, if you've uh, been listening to this show long enough, know that I think one time I did take notes for one of our recap. We switched roles, and uh, <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. I think Ashley would say it was not great. But you know what? I stepped up my game, y'all. I took so many notes that my hand hurts, okay? And that's partly because I'm a lefty and partly because I haven't used a pen since, like, 1999. So we are going to uh, uh, push through this like normal. And uh, let's just get right to the recap. I will hold my commentary for throughout and for the end because today... We are here to recap the challenge, War of the Worlds, Season 33, Episode 4, It's Complicated. I don't know exactly what's complicated about the episode I just watched. I feel like that's a name for an episode you could give to any episode of the challenge, because honestly, I'm always confused, um, you know, but uh, this was a fun one. This had some good drama, uh, some good competition. I think you're going to like it. Let's jump into it. Dave Vaughn was our uh, cast member that got to do the previously on this week. Always love to see a little extra Dave Vaughn when I can. She's fantastic. We go to um, the main episode here. We're going to jump into it. It's the night after Johnny got eliminated, okay? That floored the entire house. People are still talking about it on the walk into the house that night. It is crazy. Uh, we have Jenna who sits down with Zach on a bunk bed and tells him that Kara told her that Kyle was rooting for Johnny the whole time during the elimination. Now, if you remember and you've listened to our last recap, or hell, just are watching this show, you know that Johnny's team and Zach's team went head-to-head, and Zach pulled it out. It was a crazy episode, and that means we have now two legends, challenge legends, that have gone home within the first three episodes of this season. It, it's wild. We had Ashley go home, who was the ultimate winner of last season. And then, of course, Johnny, last episode, went home. And honestly, Johnny hasn't won in a while, but he is maybe the uh, uh, biggest star that this franchise has ever popped out. So to see him go home in episode three is pretty shocking. And honestly, the house thinks the same. Uh, Zach, after finding out this information about Kyle, goes over to Kyle, immediately confronts him, and not in an aggro way, because, you know, the way Zach is kind of talking to him, and we see his interview sort of paired with this, he needs Kyle. Kyle is one of the only people in his house that has his back, or so he thinks, and, um, you know, he kind of understands, this is what he explains to Kyle, he's like, listen, dude, I get it, when two people that I'm aligned with are rooting or are going up against each other, it's tough to pick, I've, I've rooted for both people, I've been in trouble like that, um, he then, uh, you know, allows Kyle to explain himself, and Kyle just says, hey, listen, Kara doesn't know what she's talking about, she has it out for me, man, there's something going on with Kara, she will go to her, uh, go to the coffin trying to bring me down. Um, and that is a theme and something that is going to be pretty much our main through line throughout this episode is more Kyle and Kara and Polly. 
bullshit. And as you know, on this program, the Reality Blows program, we are kind of over it. Um, we've talked about it. I mean, we had an entire, I would say, three quarters of last season dealing with this weird love triangle. It's gotten weirder. Um, you know, also, you know, Pauly and Kara being in s- s- such lovebirds on this season and then and then finding out what happens off camera because it's unavoidable to see any of this bullshit. And honestly, it ruins it for me. I have the information, as we all do as Challenge Superfans, that the Pauly and Kara thing doesn't not actually work out, really. Um, and there's a lot of drama after this sh- uh, filming, I'm guessing, is when it took place, where Polly is visiting his, you know, ex-girlfriend and, and yada, yada, yada. I, who knows what's going on? But if you guys listen to Monday's episode of this show, Ashley and I talked about this a lot, about how, and I expressed my feelings about how this Twitter stuff sort of ruins storylines for me, and it's kind of ruining this storyline for me, in a way. And you know what? It's, it's okay, because I don't love this storyline, so it's all good. Anyway, we go to the daily challenge after that. It's the next day, I'm guessing, because it's daytime. And we see a big crane. Davon uh, gives us a nice little interview bite about uh, how she sees a big crane and, and uh, that, is, that it is foreboding. Uh, we find out that this, um, we're in like a desert area, as most of these places are. There's a big crane. There's a platform. There's a swinging pe- pendulum. We see TJ. He explains that we're playing Fallout. That is the name of the game. Uh, so this is a basic-ass elimination or a daily challenge that we've seen on these shows quite a bit. Basically, you're jumping from one thing. You have to catch another thing that's swinging. And if you fall off, you get eliminated. Uh, if you complete it, it all comes down to time in the end. Uh, so he explains it as player A is on a beam, uh, the top of the beam, kind of rocking a pendulum, using their weight to rock a pl- pendulum. Player B, their teammate, is on a on a stage, on a platform that's away from the beam, which is swinging in the air. Uh, player A has to swing the beam in the direction of player B. Player B has to jump from the platform onto the beam and then hold on long enough to swing from the beam, jump from the beam, and ring a bell, which is even further out there in the air. Uh, so basically you're jumping from the stage to the beam and then from the beam you have to jump and ring a bell and your other teammate is rocking that beam to give you momentum. Uh, pretty simple. He says that the, um, the fastest three teams to complete this will form the tribunal and that if you fall off, you are eliminated completely. So, uh, we will run through this pretty quick on, uh, how everybody did. Uh, we don't know times, um... At all. As a matter of fact, at the end, they say, the when TJ announces the winners, he says, in no particular order, which is a little sus to me. That means, you know, if you're not going to give us the times, that means you could be messing around with them a little bit. Although I don't think that they're putting people in that don't deserve to be in. I do think it's odd not to just show us the times. It doesn't seem like it would hurt. Or maybe... The producers just think that that's just too much detail that we really need. And honestly, seeing the rest of this episode, you don't really need to know the times. But I just thought I'd note it right here. So first up, we got uh, Ninja, Natalie, and Polly. Polly's our jumper. Or no, Polly is is uh, on top of the beam, excuse me. Um, and uh, oh, this is kind of interesting. So when they're first up, uh, Ninja, Natalie, and Polly, Polly's on top of the beam. And there's like a little... 
there's like a little dowel that sticks out of the top of the beam and we just see Polly grab the little dowel and just start humping it humping it <laughs> let me take that again he's humping it do you understand you guys know what that is humping so he's humping it and then you cut down to Leroy who's watching and Leroy just goes okay this is annoying and turns around I can tell that people probably don't love Polly in this house and they kind of find Polly and probably Kara and them together kind of annoying and I thought this was fun to just see Leroy under his breath say that so then uh Natalie and Polly are very confident um Natalie jumps uh ninja Natalie she's a ninja um this is kind of her thing uh so she jumps from the platform grabs the beam the beam swings back it swings forward she jumps off the beam rings the bell they completed it they did not get eliminated. Baron Dave Honor up next. Uh, Bear has like a fun interview. We're starting to see his personality a little bit more as uh, the episodes go on. Towards the end, we kind of he has a couple of really fun interviews. Um, and it seems like next episode, um, possibly uh, Bear uh, will have something to do with it. Um, I'm doing it's a little bit of a spoiler, but. Not really. I just kind of like Bear, uh, and so I kind of want to see him, you know, coming to his own. So I'm, I'm picking up on all these little uh, rookie moves he's making. So uh, let's see. Davon is scared, but she jumps. She catches the bottom of the beam. She's screaming, Jesus, 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 and then kind of just slips off. They are eliminated. Uh, we have Shailene and Leroy. Shailene is the jumper. She jumps, and she misses the beam completely. They are eliminated. Josh and Amanda up next. Amanda is the jumper. She misses, and they are eliminated. Uh, we get a weird interview from Turbo, who actually swears is funny. I'm just starting to think is just a weirdo, because Turbo is uh, in his interview is talking about how the way that Amanda hit the beam, and uh, he's because he's from Turkey, and, or and I don't know. Um, he just doesn't have the words for it, but he he basically expresses to the camera that um, Amanda hurt her boob hit she hit her boob and uh i was like well that's strange that he needed to say that but uh he did so then next up well they are eliminated by the way josh and amanda next up is cam and ashley uh cam jumps she makes the jump she jumps out but just misses the bell they are eliminated next up number six jp and natalie n uh natalie jumps misses the beam they are eliminated next up is zach and zahida zahida scared of heights zach basically says this is her first height challenge um i want to hook her up um so i'm gonna do the jumping which honestly i i feel like even if he wasn't looking out for her was the smart move just because zach is so tall and he's got such muscular legs that this is what you're you're needing some extension to jump with you got to wrap up the the uh the pendulum, the beam with your whole body, and he's just got long limbs. So he jumps, he grabs the beam at a good height, he lets it swing back, and then he Spider-Man leaps, I mean really leaps from that beam and bangs the bell, and uh, they are not eliminated. They completed it. Um, then we have Kara and Theo. Theo chooses to jump. Uh, I think he kind of sees how Zach does it, and from here on out, you know, I think mostly the guys were jumping. Um which is always good to go later in a challenge. Everybody knows that because you start to pick up on little tips that are working for other teams. You incorporate them before your run, and this is what we see here. Theo is a little scared um, of heights, I think, but he jumps, he catches the beam, jumps from the beam, rings the bell. They complete it. Car and Theo complete. 
Wes and D is up next. Wes chooses to jump. He jump. He catches the beam, but he misses the bell. Hmm. Didn't work out. Wes and D are eliminated. Next up is CT and Julia. CT uh, um, <clears throat> opts to swing the beam. I think he kind of thinks that maybe he's not in the greatest shape right now to be jumping, but he definitely has enough weight to give a good swing on that beam. Julia jumps. She catches the beam. She jumps from the beam, misses the bell. CT and Julia are eliminated. Next up is Gus and Jenna. Gus jumps, um, and he mistimes it. And he slams his face into the beam and just falls. Uh, people are kind of la- laughing at him on the ground. Uh, Gus, we find out he splits his lip. He immediately calls from a medic. And uh, then later in the little interview with uh, Gus and, uh, and uh, Jenna, Jenna um, tells us that Gus's teeth went through his lip and that he's bleeding like a faucet. Um and it looks pretty bad. It look, doesn't look terrible. We do see him get a stitch, possibly, in the medic van. So maybe he wasn't being a big baby about calling for a medic. Next up, Nani and Turbo. Turbo uh, is the jumper. He jumps onto the beam very easily, jumps from the beam, hits the bell. Very strong, very quick. Uh, we see that on the ground, there's starting to be a lot of praise for this team, Turbo and um, Nani. Uh, you know, and, you know, notably CT talks about how they look like that they could be, um, uh, people, they could be in the final, these two, that's a strong team. Uh, so Hunter and Georgia up next, Georgia catches the beam, um, and then she readjusts a little bit, gets her, she's tough, she gets herself up there, and then she jumps from that beam and rings that bell and they complete it. Kyle and Maddie up next, Kyle jumps to the beam, but he, uh, and then catches it he jumps from the beam and he misses the bell by like a fingertip a hair uh when they get down on the ground maddie's like don't worry you know it's all good and kyle is kind of crying which i find to be interesting there's always all these tears on these shows all these tough guys crying all the time so that's the end of it we see the top three as i said before in no particular order uh ninja natalie and Polly. Hunter and Georgia, and Nani and Turbo. They will form the tribunal. They get to choose who is going to go into the elimination. After that, TJ lets us know that there is a twist afoot. A twist! God, I miss these twists. Well, not not that much. It's only episode four. Um, so we got our first twist, sort of, uh, and we find out that this is going to be a double elimination. So however that pans out, that means um, not more than one uh, team is going to go home uh, this episode, which is always exciting, and it makes for uh, a lot of drama in that house as people get more and more scared. You can't really do a burn vote in this, you know? You know how this this show loves the term burn vote. Um, So we go back to the house, right? Uh, and, uh, it's nominations. The tribunal meets in that little room. It looks like a bar kind of that they're hanging out in. And that's where they do the eliminations where all like the tags of the teams are up on the pegboards. And, um, we see Hunter speak first. He basically says, Hey, listen, I'm going to nominate Josh and Amanda. The reason I'm doing this is because, um, they uh, voted for me earlier this season and I'm petty, and and I'm just I'm sorry to say, but I'm I'm giving them one back. Um, then we have Pauly. Pauly just is like, hey, listen, this is obvious. I'm picking Kyle. Um, he I don't even know if he said Maddie, but Kyle and Maddie go up on the board. 
And, uh, you know, what's interesting here is, um, once again, we're not seeing the rookies make any of these decisions. These are all pretty much 90% of the talking goes to the challenge, whatever they're called, the challengers, the incumbents, the, uh, they're not legends, I'll tell you that, but, um, Basically, it's once again, the rookies aren't saying much, although Ninja Natalie immediately says, I agree with Polly. You know, Ninja Natalie's tough. I can tell she probably didn't want to just look like she's like, mm, I haven't thought about this at all. And she's like, no, we've talked about this and I am with my teammates. Next up is Nani and Turbo. We don't even really see Turbo here. Nani's just basically like, listen, uh, going to have to make a move here. We cut away for a second. We cut back to that room, and we uh, we see who's up on the board, um, and we find out that that missing team, who Nani must have voted in, was dun dun dun, CT and Julia. Wow, Nani going for CT. I wonder if this is gonna make anybody uncomfortable. Yes, yes, it does. So we get the reactions to the nominations. The rest of the house kind of filters into this room and sees who's up on this pegboard. Amanda noticing that she is in there. She's just pissed off. You know, Amanda, Amanda is like her resting state is pissed off, at least in the challenge. Um, I enjoy to see it. I know a lot of people have issues with Amanda. I like Amanda, but she is always just like, oh, come on, man. What the? Oh, you know what? You're a bitch fuck you. Like, that's like her, that's like her maintaining stasis. That's like her at zero. You know what I mean? Baseline angry. Uh, CT sees that his name's up there and he is thrown. Like, he's not mad. He's confused. And then he sees, kind of puts the, the math together and realizes that Nani and Turbo voted for him. I mean, really just Nani. Um, and doesn't really understand what's going on. Um, immediately we have C, uh, we have Zach who runs over to CT and goes, CT's not supposed to go in. He's a figurehead, which, you know, and then he kind of hugs him and fakes crying. Um, and honestly, I, even though Zach is pretty iffy with me, I like this. I, I do like that. He's basically calling out the fact that this is what we're all thinking at home. He's kind of like the, the viewer. He's being the voice of the viewer because that's sort of what I'm thinking. Like, Ooh, why would you vote in CT? I mean, he's like supposed to be there till the end. I don't expect him to win, but he'll at least come in third. You know what I mean? So um, this throws us all, and Zach is kind of the voice. Um, you can also see CT starts kind of throwing around, you know, to Nani, like not really trying to blame Nani, even though Nani's like, yeah, I did this. And then CT's like, yeah, I get it, a burn vote. And Nani's like, well, I don't know. Um, and then we go to a Nani interview, which I kind of find fascinating and it, and it really kind of sums up what I feel of this show in general, which is that things, you know, this does kind of feel like a different game now with so many rookies, um, you know, pretty much equaling the amount of, uh, incoming players from the challenge, uh, old school players. And, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know, let's just go to the interview really quick. So, uh, Nani says, no one knows where CT stands in the house. He seems to always skate by and get to the final. That's great and all, but that's not how we're going to play this game. And I was like, whoa. So she's for real. I think, and I agree with her, and, um, you know, I mentioned this before after they competed so well in the daily. They're a strong team. Turbo and Nani, um, there is no reason for them not to start thinking about who they don't want to be here in the end. 
um, even though it is relatively early in this game, it's a smart move um, because CT, he doesn't necessarily have alliances. His alliance is the audience. You know, his alliance is the house. I mean, he is like the figurehead. He is kind of like the mascot. Um, And although everybody is going to say, why would you throw him in? You can't throw him in. They also are probably breathing a sigh of relief that somebody is going for CT because, you know, he's always a factor. You know, there's no reason why you wouldn't target him. And Nani, being an old school player herself, she's clearly not afraid of him because she knows his real record, which isn't that great, you know, as far as wins goes. Um, But his, you know, his 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 elimination record, I, I, I imagine, rivals most people. So it, it is dicey, but I think, you know, uh, I, I think Nani realizes that, you know, the Emperor has no clothes in a way um, and is ready to start making that this type of decision. So then we go to this like weird hearing that they have where like teams go in one by one and talk to the tribunal. They like plead their case Uh it really is just like a device to stir up drama. It's like how, you know, basically I, I assume producers, whenever they started making this thing, which has been in in this show for a while, they're basically like, how do we get like them to like actually talk about the fact that they've been voted in by the people, you know, that in, in the house, you know, how do we do this? That's not just in an interview or like a sneaky conversation. It's like, well, make it a thing where they have to go and plead their case and the people who threw them in have to kind of face-to-face tell them why. And it's like, that's got to cause drama. And guess what, y'all? It does. Uh, Specifically this episode. So we go to this little hearing. The tribunal is sort of standing on three podiums. And uh, first in, first team nommed in is CT and Julia. CT, kind of a little bit of a sad sack here, not aggro at all, still a little confused. Nani questions CT about his alliances, and and I find this to be interesting. And I don't know if I believe him, but I kind of do. CT says, "Uh, I don't have any. You know why? Because you're just going to get lied to down the line. And... I kind of feel like that CT, I mean, we all know as as lifelong challenge fans, CT's initial move when people hated him, because there was like a few seasons where people fucking hated this guy. Um, unless you were a fan, then you loved him. But you, if you were on the show with him, you hated him because he would get wasted. He would choose somebody to beat up and then get thrown off the show. I mean, this was during, you know, the CT and DM off periods uh, after, um, you know, CT, I guess, broke up with Diem based on Diem not being there for when CT's brother was killed or something. It was, it got very, very real. Um, this was like at the tail end of the heyday, if, if y'all know what I'm talking about. This was, you know, like X's one or something. Like, um, so, you know, there was a long time where he was hated on this show. And so the only thing that he could do was get rookies on his side, uh, usually female rookies, and he would sort of seduce them for their votes. Um, and it would work for a while, but it wasn't really working out. CT, I guess, went away, got a dad, went away maybe for a season, came back with a dad bod after he became a father, and totally mellowed out, and now everybody loves him. So I, I know that he used to not have alliances with main challengers, for the most part. I mean, here and there, sure. Um, and his alliances were just really kind of scheming votes off of uh, female rookies. 
now that he does not have to scheme votes off, off of female rookies because he's got a lady at home, he has a family, you know, and he's a and he's not drinking like he used to. He's not beating people up. He's got this aforementioned dad bod. I'm I can't ever tell if he really does have an alliance in the house ever. It, it to me, it kind of does feel like he secretly works with all of the oldest players. Like I feel like a lot of these guys kind of ha- love him and have his back no matter what. And I'm not too I think it might be a one-sided thing where he's kind of I don't know, he's kind of accepting their friendship, accepting that he they're voting in his favor but not not being asked to do anything else. I I secretly think him and Johnny have an alliance. Um that they do not talk about, and and probably because CT is is sort of like I don't want to bring that. You know, it's my game to not bring that up. I don't politic in the house at all, so don't bring that up. And I got your back. And I don't know. I don't know if because CT's not the biggest you know off camera talker, uh, so we don't really know where his allegiances li- uh, lie. And that's a long way of sort of uh, extrapolating what uh, Nani said here, um, and. And uh, CT's response, I, I really don't know. I do not know what his deal is. Um, but it's scary when he's on the chopping block this early in the game for all of us. We got Kyle and Maddie who come up next. Uh, this is where things pick up. Business is about to pick up a little bit because there's some true, true vendettas now talking to one another, you know, mainly being Kyle and Polly. So Kyle and Maddie show up. Uh, Ninja Natalie opens up, Polly's partner, by asking Maddie... Uh, what do you, how do you feel about playing a game based on your, um, partners, your rookie, you're playing a game based on your partner's old vendettas. Um, and then that kind of opens up Kyle and Polly to start kind of chewing each other out. Kyle's pissed, you know, he's clearly trying to get at Polly. Um, uh, Polly, you know, is kind of like, you know, Polly's whole thing is like, I will beat you up, Kyle. I'll take you out of this game. You know, Polly's like one of these kind of tough guys who is a diminutive tough guy, smaller a little bit, but like knows Taekwondo or something. So has all the confidence in the world and a lot to prove. And so he's like, you know, fuck you, Kyle, basically. And Kyle, Kyle, his retort is basically saying, I don't love her. I, you know, and he basically says I screwed her and then I sent her on her way. You know, getting Polly, you know, super pissed. I mean, this is the woman that he supposedly loves. Um, uh, Kyle is basically telling Polly this is all about Cara. That's all Polly cares about. Polly disagrees. He says that there's something else going on here. I guess it's more about the gameplay of last season, but I don't think so. Um, you know, I kind of agree with Kyle in this way. Um, and then so. Uh, they argue. Kyle says, uh, you know, say to my face. Polly obliges. He walks down the steps. Polly um, and Kyle are basically nose to nose. Commercial. They come back. There is a little bit of a tussle, but not really. And the producers separate them. Um, and then Kyle and uh, Maddie walk out. So it was very, very heated, you know. Next up is uh, Josh and Amanda. Um, Amanda's pissed. She's just, once again, coming in pissed. Looks at Hunter, and this whole thing, apparently they had some sort of alliance, or they're friends, because um, Amanda is hurt by this, but in an angry way, and is uh, yells at Hunter, I sacrificed a million dollars for you last season. Amanda tells Hunter uh, that he's next to go. Uh, this gets Hunter 
angry, lights a fuse. Hunter yells at Josh and Amanda and says, I'm better than the both of you, which now lights Josh's fuse. He gets pissed and he's yelling. Um, Hunter uh, does the obligatory welcome to the challenge. Amanda uh, says, I'm glad she took the million dollars because now I'm friends with a millionaire bitch and leaves, which is... Uh, Amanda's full of sound bites. She's fantastic. For those of you that don't like Amanda, I guess you don't like good drama on a TV show. Like, I get it. There's other things that people watch this show for. But as y'all know, I love the drama. And so Amanda is aces for me. And uh, her, uh, her, I'm glad that she took the million because now I'm friends with a millionaire bitch. Uh, fantastic soundbite. Fantastic. So uh, once everybody leaves, I thought this was a fun moment. The tribunal kind of looks around at each other because it was quite heated and is basically laughing about how it just all went down. Um, and I enjoyed it. I like to I like to see that these challengers are self-aware that they've just put on a good scene. You know what I mean? Like, and And they're clearly... In my opinion, they're clearly not forcing it. These people do not like what's going on in the house or they're making dirty moves because they do not like what's going on in the house. And these are the repercussions. People screaming and yelling, getting each other's faces. I love it. I love it. I mean, I could do without the 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 love triangle, as I said before, to be the spearhead. But honestly, y'all, I'm enjoying it a lot more this season. Um, I feel like there's more stakes this season. Uh, when it comes to it, because everybody knows now how they were framed last season on the show, and, and there's so many sub games being played. I mean, it's really good stuff. So we're back at the house, okay? The main house. I, I don't know where all this tribunal stuff takes place. I imagine on an island far, far away. They all have to be choppered into it that we never get to see. But we're back in the main house, and um, we, we're cutting to what the rest of the house is doing. And Kara is scantily clad. She's in like a bikini all sort of dressed up in a car, a bikini situation and is trying to get everybody to have a costume party and is like, I guess nobody's like into it or they're like, all right, give me a second car. And she's like, okay, I'll go and put more clothes on. She walks away. As she walks away, she walks by a room in which Kyle and Zach are talking and she overhears Kyle and Zach talking about Kara and how Kara still got it for Kyle. Mainly Zach is talking this shit. Now let's not forget that Kara is friends with Zach, you know, they're both OG, and uh, Kara even gave Zach the information that Kyle was rooting for Johnny in the last elimination against, you know, uh, Zach, so is hurt by this, I don't know if she hears this part of it, because she definitely doesn't talk about how she heard it, but Zach does say, that, um, you know, Paulie's kind of crazy. His ex-girlfriend was a nice, normal girl, and now he's dating Captain Jack Sparrow, basically, which um, is, although astute, um, kind of insulting. Um, and so Kara immediately runs over to Paulie, and she's hurt. Uh, she she is talking to Polly, letting him know what he just overheard. CT is sitting with Polly. I guess they're boys again. If we remember last season, Polly was like so, you know, stanning CT and like on the show was talking about how like CT's like one of his heroes and stuff. And now I'm glad for Polly. He's kind of made one of his heroes his friends. CT must love it too. So CT's sort of sitting there and obviously CT and Kara are good friends. They're both they got that Boston stuff going. I think Polly might be from Boston too. I don't really know. 
But there's clearly um, friendship between this. And also Natalie, um, not Ninja Natalie, um, Natalie N., is sitting there too. And um, she has an interview talking about how she's friends with Polly and Kara. You know, Polly and Natalie have the big brother thing in common. And she says she's friends with that couple, like, off camera, and says that they're meant for each other. And uh, at this point, they're, like, love. Uh, Cara and Polly are loving on each other. And then Cara says, I love this man. She goes, this is the happiest I've ever been, and I love this man. And everybody's like, ooh. So we can see that this um, this this love triangle uh, storyline is, is not ending just yet. We finally get to a costume party. Uh, we don't see much of it. They kind of just show, like, iPhone like pictures of everybody dressed up. I can't tell that anybody's actually dressed up like anybody really. The um it's just everybody's kind of in skirts and a lot of crazy makeup. But Georgia and Bear, two Brits, two rookies, um have like a couple's costume. Uh Bear is the Joker and Georgia is Harley Quinn and they're sitting on a bed. Uh Georgia sitting on Bear's lap and and Bear had already mentioned a few episodes ago that he thinks that uh, Georgia is very fit. Um, his words, not mine. Um, she is, but like that's a British term. Uh, and uh, Georgia seems to be into it and says that their 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 couple's costume kind of matches their personalities because they're both crazy, basically. And uh, they're hooking up. They hook up on the on the bed, just kissing, just kissing. Uh, Kyle is going around the house politicking. Um, he finds Georgia and he tells her that if basically that if she doesn't vote right that he's coming for her next season which I, I find to be kind of interesting there you know um number one it's you know uh it's like okay you're gonna go for Georgia first of all she's a Brit I guess he's trying to throw his like Brit you know hey we're British like vote my way a little bit but comes off kind of like he's trying to intimidate her um and also the if you don't vote my way I'm coming for you next season is a pretty defeatist statement because that means if he gets voted in he's already thinking that he's going to lose and that it's going to have to be another season that they're both on for him to get his redemption I, I feel like that's a very Kyle thing Kyle doesn't have much um, faith in his own performance on this game and uh then it goes to an interview of Kyle and Kyle, like, pretty menacingly, like, normally he's kind of got this cheeky smile where he's saying something naughty or dirty, and you're kind of like, oh, Kyle, you're such a sexist. Uh, but in this, he's more like, he's menacing, he's pissed, and he's like, that wasn't a threat. If she was a threat, if, if this was a threat, she'd know it. Well, first of all, she did know it. We all knew it. It was a threat, okay? So you're right, I guess, but... um if she was a threat she'd if this was a threat she'd know it what does that mean kyle does it mean that you'd write it down on a slip of paper um and at the top you'd head it threat is that how she would know it is that how you dole out your threats or is it because you'd be like physically abusive uh, you know what i mean like wh what do you mean it, it just didn't come off good at all it was like back to back kyle looking like an idiot um and really just dickish um you know uh Polly intervenes um and uh during this uh back and forth between Georgia and Kyle um right before he does he mentions in an interview yeah my girl Cara she really likes when I get into it with guys so I figured I'd go over there and it's like boy oh boy they could be toxic for one another like he's he's claiming that he's going over there based on the fact that it turns Kara on 
Uh, we all know Kara is a freak from her uh, sexual uh, history with Abram. I mean, I've never seen anything, but they described it quite a bit on the seasons that they were on. And I believe we we even saw uh, Kara clawed up Abram's back during some wild animalistic sex that they had. Um, and so I guess it falls in line that Kara likes when Polly's aggressive. So he goes over there. And they immediately just butt heads because Polly's like, Georgia, don't worry. You can vote any which way you want. This guy's not going to do anything. And then at that point, Kyle with his hands behind his back just leads with his head and they both bump heads. Uh, they get kind of broken up a little bit by the producers. Now they're screaming at each other. Kyle yells, shut up, bitch. Your girlfriend is still in love with me. I mean, clearly trying to get at Polly. And then when Kara steps in and starts screaming at Kyle, once again, uh, the misogynistic man rears his ugly head. Shut up, slut, is what he says to Kara. Kara is super heated with that. Polly clearly doesn't like his uh, girlfriend being talked to in that way. The woman he loves. So he's running around. There's a big, uh, what, I, what I like to, uh, I don't call it, but in a wrestling term, this is called a pull-apart. That is when it, you have two entire teams of people holding two people back from fighting. It's kind of wild. It's fun. It's fun to watch. I do really want to see Kyle and Polly like, have a boxing match um, or something. Um, something tells me that I, uh, just a scrap where they both get thrown off the show would just not satiate uh, what these guys want to do to one another and it has to be sanctioned with rounds and and rules because they you know basically they roll around on the ground and I imagine Polly would have Kyle in some sort of rear naked chokehold and then Kyle would be screaming he's grabbing my hair he's grabbing my hair and then Polly would be like yeah yeah because you I got you bro I got you and then that's what it would be and it, it would be fun for a moment but I need these guys to wrestle like Greco-Roman style um so after that big pull apart, uh, we have a fun Leroy interview, which is basically saying, uh, listen, we're having a costume party right now. Kyle's in a skirt. I don't know if he's wearing underwear. If they get into a fight, I don't know what's going to fly out. Got a nice chuckle from me by myself. Well, my cat was sitting next to me, and I think she laughed. Um, okay, so later in the night, you know, after everything calms down, we see Cam and Theo. Theo is a rookie. He's British, handsome devil, about seven foot nine. Um, he's got a face tattoo. I mean, everything a, a woman could ever want. Uh, and Cam is clearly flirting with this man. Uh, and why wouldn't you? These two sexy individuals should hook up. Um, anyway, uh, Leroy seems to notice. Now, if you don't remember, uh, I believe maybe the first episode of this season, Leroy and Cam kind of talk to each other under each other's breath. We find out that Leroy still has it pretty bad for Cam, basically saying, I'm leaving things open, I'm going to respect you, all that stuff. And I believe Cam's interview was kind of like, listen, we had something, I love him, he's a great guy, but I'm going to do what I got to do. Um, and so that is coming back to haunt uh, Theo a little um, not haunt Theo. Uh, Theo's uh, reaping the bennies. But uh, Leroy, it's haunting him a little bit. Leroy, in his interview, says that uh, he wants Cam to have respect for him and that uh, he'd be really hurt if Cam basically followed through with hooking up with Theo. So I, I can only imagine we're going to hear a little bit more of that as this show unfolds. Uh, next up is the killing floor. It's time, folks. It's time. Ready to rumble, baby. Uh, as they walk in, Wes notes the fact that there is no gear. Um, like, there is no obstacles. There's no puzzles. There's nothing. It's just a blank floor and everybody looking at it. And he notes the fact that when that happens, you know, him being a vet and all, he's like, that usually means people are going to be wrestling around, that this is going to be a brute strength, you know, 
people confronting one another physically in a ring. And honestly, y'all, I'm all for it. My absolute favorite uh, challenges are when there's like a bar on the ground, two people holding it, and it's just like, get that fucking bar from that other person, and then uh, guttural scream in their face as you announce the winner. That's what I like out of these, and it looks like we may see something like it. Um, so we go to our votes, our tribunal, uh, each member of a team gets a vote for who they want. First up is Hunter. He says Josh and Amanda. Georgia, his partner, follows suit. Votes for Josh and Amanda. That's two votes for Josh and Amanda. Then we got Polly and Ninja Natalie. Um, Polly votes for Kyle and Maddie. Ninja Natalie follows suit. Votes for Kyle, uh, Kyle and Maddie. Did I say the right things the first time? Listen, they both vote for Kyle and Maddie. Uh, so now we have two votes for Hunter, uh, for Josh and Amanda, and two votes for Kyle and Maddie. Now it's Nani and Turbo. Nani votes first. She votes for CT and Julia. Those are the people. So far, everybody has voted for the team that they nominated. Um, and now it's up to Turbo, and we all know that we can't possibly, we don't know what's going to happen, but there can't be a um, tie. So that it's up to him to break the tie or just follow suit and see what happens. Turbo then goes into some in my country speech. He's rambling. It's funny. Sorry, I burped. It's funny. It's um, because they cut to a bunch of people as he's like, you know. And by the way, don't uh, if this sounds like Yakov Smirnoff, I apologize. Although this guy kind of looks like Yakov Smirnoff. If Yakov Smirnoff... Uh, didn't pick up a microphone and picked up a few weights. So he's like, ah, in my country, we say there is no winners, but if winners and in my country, uh, uh, challenge votes you, you know, I don't know what he's saying, really. Nobody does. That's kind of the bit here. They're looking around. Everybody's yawning. Um, after he kind of rambles for a little bit, uh, he looks over at um, TJ and TJ, he's like, am I right, TJ? And TJ's like, huh? I, I don't know what you're saying, man. But like, listen, just just vote whoever you want. It's the first team. Vote for the first team. And then uh, Rob, uh, Robo, uh, Turbo's like, uh, all right, um, I guess I'm going to have to vote for Kyle and Maddie. So he does not follow suit with his partner, and he votes in Kyle and Maddie. Uh, Kyle and Maddie are the first team nominated to compete in the elimination on the killing floor. Um, so Kyle and Maddie come down. Kyle um, makes his little speech because it's time for them to choose their opponents. And he says, listen, although I want to hurt Polly as much as possible, I feel like I owe it to Kara because Kara brought me into um, a final. And he did. She did a couple of seasons ago or whatever. Um, basically gave him a chance to win some money. And so he's trying to pay it forward, pay it back. It's confusing. Um, immediately, I'm kind of thinking, like, you probably just don't want to compete against her team. It makes sense that she he they wouldn't, but, like, he's kind of taking the I'm trying to be a bigger man move. Um, and then in the interview, he clarifies that he did not pick Kara's team because he still has feelings for Kara? What's going on here? Are, are, that can't be true. Is it true? You you act like you don't like her when you're with her. When she's not with you, you act like you like her, and then you guys are fighting tooth and nail, and you think it's really over, and it's just between Polly and Kyle and, and their manhood. But now you're admitting, in an interview of all places, where you actually got to think about it a little bit, 
you're admitting that you still have feelings for Kara. I don't know what's going on here. It's either true or it's just for storyline purposes and he knows it and I don't know. But they do choose Natalie and JP. Now, immediately Natalie's pissed. She's thrown. She's basically like, fuck you, Kyle. You're picking on me because you know that Maddie is like three times my size. Maddie's a big girl. I didn't realize that until this episode because they kind of talked about it a few times. But Maddie is the maybe the biggest female in the house. Um, and so, you know, I didn't think of this team as being strong as far as Kyle and Maddie go. But maybe Maddie might might be up there as far as competitors. Um, so Natalie is pissed off about being picked on, saying that, uh, it's only because she's small. Um, Pauly kind of does his thing. He does the Pauly thing where he's like, Kyle, I want to go one-on-one with you. TJ, make it happen. Let the girls go. And TJ literally goes, no, (laughs) it's never, he never is, you know, there's usually like some drama here and he's explained, he like waves off Pauly. Just like, fucking shut up. That's not going to happen. Um, and it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it was a funny moment. I, I enjoyed seeing it. Um, now there's the twist comes in because uh, TJ lets Natalie and JP know that they get to pick who the third team is. Don't, don't forget, this is a double elimination. We didn't know how it was going to go down if four teams were going to compete and two teams come back, but... But uh, we're, we're allowing Natalie and JP to pick their teammates, so they do. It's interesting that this is the one time where you see a rookie sort of take the lead here. And um, I kind of feel like uh, Natalie la- allowed JP to pick who was going to go in based on not wanting to take any of the heat on whoever they pick. I, I think that they didn't show them talking, but... I can only imagine because you don't even see Natalie kind of perk up like she wanted to call somebody. And JP says that he is a competitive person and he picks CT and Julia. What? What? It's episode four. It's episode four, y'all. And CT and Julia are picked. CT is picked. He's going on to the killing floor. The house flips out, as I did too at home. Um, We get a soundbite from Zach. He says, JP is the brain of a fruit fly. This is classic Zach. Zach has dad jokes out the wazoo. I mean, he's even wearing the Hawaiian shirts this season to back it up. Classic, lame-ass Zach joke. We get Wes. Uh, Wes says in his interview, rookie rule number one, don't mess with CT. And it's true. Why would you? Why put a target like that on your back? Or is it? Does he have anybody on his side? I can't tell with CT. I, I'm with Nani. What's going on here? I didn't even question it until this episode. But what does CT do? Anyway, we get a soundbite from Nani who is thrilled. She's just happy that um, that uh, JP and Natalie are going to do her dirty work. I mean, she was the one taking the heat for nominating him in the first place. And now... That's all but thrown away because he didn't have to go in. JP out of nowhere tries to prove that he is competitive. And so he calls in CT and Julie. CT is pissed. He is so pissed, so thrown. This is the first time we're actually seeing him get upset. The entire time he was kind of like, why is everybody picking on me? I don't get it. Nani, you're my friend. There was a burn vote. Okay, we'll see what happens. JP calls him out. He, go, he literally goes, what? Oh, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm 
I'm going to kill you. He says, I'm going to kill you is what he says, which is fantastic. And it's not like a JP, I'm going to kill you. You know, kind of how Polly says it, you know, where it's kind of seems like uh, he's like Hulk Hogan or something. No, this is like him, like he just stubbed his toe. Oh, fuck, I am going to kill you. I am going to kill you. He is angry. So we find out the game. It's called Ring Toss. Now, we're not tossing rings because I was like, Ring Toss, great. They're not even going to. It's what about what Wes said about them? Nope, that's not what's happening. Here's here's basically it. So we have three teams, right? Each team has two members. Uh, each each team has one female member, one male member. The three female members will get into the ring with one another. Each hold one end of a ring. So there are three rings being held. Okay. So if you're kind of uh, think about a, a ring around the rosy situation but you guys are interlocked by holding rings with three people. So that's how it starts in the center of the ring. And basically, all you have to do, representing yourself only, this is something interesting, yourself only. I'll talk about that in a second. But all you have to do is rip two rings out of your competitor's, the uh, opponent's hands, and hold two rings. That's what you have to do. You, you cannot... Um, you can't win by just pulling one ring out and holding it. You need to hold two separate rings, and then there'll be one ring that people are fighting over. Um, it's pretty simple. There's three rings in the ring with three people. At the end, whoever's holding two rings in their hands is the winner. I mean, it's just about wrestling around, brute force. Wes was right. I'm excited. Now, I mentioned before, you're representing yourself. Okay, so there's three girls going in, three guys going in. Um, say that... Um, two people say a, a, a man wins and a woman wins and they are not on the same team doesn't matter now they are so there may actually be a new team formed here after this killing floor elimination wow it's exciting I loved this because it did seem like a natural way to mix the teams up and you got to know that there's going to be mix there's going to be mix up as mix ups as far as teams go they love to do that on the challenge so uh, it's the ladies' heat first. Um, they're wrestling around for a while. I can't really tell what's going on. There's a lot less movement than I thought there would be. Uh, basically, people just collapse on the ground. You see Maddie sort of stand up. They're using their arms, their legs, everything that they can. And boom, boom, one, two, we see winning Maddie. Maddie is the winner. She was the biggest girl. She might be the strongest girl. She's got two rings in her hands. Boom. So right there, we know that Natalie goes home and Julie goes home. What happens to their partners is left to be decided in the men's heat, which we go to next. Men's heat. It. This one's a struggle. Um, honestly, what ends up happening, and we have Wes kind of narrating this for us, is that uh, JP is going for um, CT and his ring. We got Kyle going for CT and his ring. Uh, basically, they're both fighting CT. Kyle goes around. He He's able to rip one ring, his ring, out. So he's holding one ring. Um, they're flipping each other around. It seems like a crazy struggle. CT looks like a beast. Uh, JP looks like he's fighting like a madman. Kyle is fighting like a madman. I mean, I'm seeing Kyle's wrist being bent in, in situations in which I did not like to see. Um, anyway, what seems to happen is JP, JP is pulling um, CT's arm forward, allowing some space between JP and CT. 
Kyle, who already has one ring, I'm pretty sure, uh, kind of slinks himself in between JP and CT, and he kind of creates more space between them using JP's leverage and Kyle's leverage and CT's leverage against CT. Does a little twist and boom, runs away with it. Winner, Kyle. Holy shit. Kyle just beat CT in an elimination. Holy shit. CT is going home. Holy shit. He can't believe it. I can't believe it. Nobody can believe it. CT is going home. He is thrilled. Not only that, but Maddie and Kyle both win. Both were on the same team. Their team remains. And now it looks like they have a very, very strong team. Um, other things that happen because of this elimination, we got CT, he's pissed off. He's chewing out JP. JP's basically like, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to cry about it. Um, basically, I don't think CT realizes that, but he had earlier in an interview said that CT was kind of crying about that he had been chosen by JP. Whatever. They're okay. CT is pissed though. Um, we then, uh, you know, we kind of, uh, see that, uh, Kyle and Maddie get, the they are awarded the relic, the mask. That means they are protected for the next um, uh, <clears throat> daily, uh, we assume. And uh, CT seems like he's okay with it. You know, when they leave, uh, J- JP and CT kind of look at each other, and CT kind of mimes grabbing JP's throat like he's going to choke him, but in a fun way, he kind of grabs his head. He's like, "Are you?" Are you mad you've called us out now? I find this to be a great quote. CT, when he gets eliminated, he kind of looks up at the camera and he goes, he goes, um, death by rookie. Death by rookie. God, if they've been throwing death by rookie around and we have, this is the first time it's actually making air, shame on you because death by rookie is such a good term. Throw that around more. Get rid of burn vote. Okay, I, get rid of politicking. I want death by rookie. <clears throat> anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting all verklempt. Um, so basically, the lasting thing we get to see is kind of Kara and Polly walking off together, and Polly telling Kara that this is the worst possible outcome because CT goes home. CT and Kara and Polly clearly had some sort of an alliance together. They're all friends, and subsequently on the other team, Natalie goes home, um, and also. Uh, in an alliance with Polly, we saw that in the scene in which Kara was saying that she loves Polly. That those people were all together. That's all broken up now. Now it's Kara and Polly. Not only that, Kyle comes back with his strong ass partner, and he's looking strong as hell right now. And it's not looking good for Polly and Kara. We get an interview from CT as he leaves. Um, CT. Uh, basically says, uh, listen, uh, I've gotten real soft the past few seasons. I admit it. And the next time you see me, I'm going to be a whole lot stronger. What does that mean? Is he going to work out or run? I I don't buy it. I think we'll just see him back and we'll see how the chips fall. But we'll see. I'm looking forward to a svelte, ripped CT for the next season. So CT, come on, man. All-time legend. Get back in there. Get up back on that horse. Come back. Johnny does it every season. You can too, my friend. Um, and then the final uh, interview is from Bear. Um, really animated. 
talking about how all these legends are dropping like flies. And then he does like a fun, like, get on the plane, bruv, and fly away. Sorry, I hit the mic. Anyway, uh, and that's how we end it. I do want to say that I did talk about Bear in the beginning, and I ended with a quote. Next episode, I think, is Bear's coming out party, and I'm very excited for it. I'm very here for that. Folks, that was the recap. Not too bad, y'all. I think I went a lot longer than we normally go, which, how is that possible? How is that possible? Um, but anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please do me a favor, scroll down on the bottom to the bottom of our little page on the Apple Podcast app. You'll see that there are five blank stars. Tap that fifth star. Rate us five stars. Write something nice for us if you can. It's very helpful to this podcast. It, it makes it um, more noticeable when people are searching for things like this. And it makes me very happy. And Ashley sheds a tear every time she finds out we have a new review. And I love to see Ashley cry. So <laughs> do me a favor and do that for us. Um, if you would like to find us on Twitter, tweet at us anything. You can uh, find the podcast at Reality Blows Pod. Um, you can find Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. I don't do Twitter, but you can find me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's N-I-C-K-M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. Listen to our shows on Monday. We have, uh, If you guys just listen to our recaps, I totes understand it. But just know that we have a lot of fun about talking about a whole bunch of rando reality TV and a lot about ourselves. Um, we talk about our lives a little bit on our Monday show. We just did an episode where um, Ashley got me all hot and bothered about uh, Twitter drama as far as reality TV goes. And uh, we also reviewed the brand new MTV um, reality show uh, Clone Wars, which is something to, something to be seen, folks. Um, or not. You can maybe skip that one. Uh, who knows? But there is a lot of challenge people that are coming up on this season. The first episode that we watched was Pauly D. Um, and, uh, you know, I got a lot of love for Pauly D, so that was kind of fun. Um, and uh, that's it, folks. As always, may the TJ be with you. And um, I miss Ashley. I'll be honest. Good night. <laughs>